The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls. DFS today. This is your Saturday, April 18th edition, and I am your host, Santino Cocone. And we have a nice five game main slate with a solid uh, early afternoon showdown, or I should say late afternoon showdown slate here. A good one for you after a whopper of an 11 day Friday uh, ba- uh, basketball games. This is going to be a nice one and a uh, refreshing, refreshing break. We get to Dive into it. We have some good plays out there, uh, but six of these 12 teams are on the back end of a back-to-back. That will be the Jazz in the showdown slate, the Pistons, the Wizards, the Bulls, the Grizzlies, the Spurs, and the rest of the the other six teams are on nothing. Uh, But we do have some major injury news to watch. Anytime you have a bunch of teams on the back-to-back, half of the teams on the back end of a back-to-back, definitely going to keep an eye on that injury report. Um, we did have some major things happen today or, and before I get into that, I do want to give a shout out over to our guys over on uh, my bookie, uh, simply the best sports book out there. And it's as simple as signing up, entering the promo code hoopball, that's H O O P B A L L and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. Uh, they have a fully fledged casino platform that I myself very much enjoy along with Obviously, all, all your sports book stuff. Um, they have great odds and uh, great odds boost stuff. They have they have everything in there that you'll need. Prop bets, uh, anything that you like to do in casinos, they have it there at the tip of your finger. So again, head on over to my book if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie and enter that promo code Hoopball. I also want to give a shout-out to our guys over at Manscaped. Um, If you're not familiar with them, they are the world's most trusted uh, company for men's below-the-waist grooming. And they make for great gifts. They they have great products. If you're not familiar with the Perfect Package 3.0, you are missing out. It comes with the Lawnmower 3.0, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, Manscaped boxers, travel bag, a t-shirt, uh, all these goodies and more. And you can get that and 20% off free or get 20% off and free shipping uh, with the perfect package 3.0 or any purchase. If you enter the promo code hoopball20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com by using the promo code hoopball20. So head on over there and do check it out. Um, now we'll get back to the slate. As I was mentioning, there was a lot of shifting and, and whatnot uh, in the slate. And before I get to the main slate, we'll just stick to the, the showdown slate. We'll go really quickly on that one. But uh, we lost Donovan Mitchell. He got hurt on Friday. Uh, don't have an exact injury. It looks like a sprained ankle. That's what is being reported. We don't know how long it will be out, but... He is almost certainly not playing in this game, which shakes a lot of things up. Uh, Derek Favors missed Friday's game. 
and Jordan Clarkson returned. But he, him, along with Mike Conley, are prime rest candidates. Mike Conley has been resting on a lot of back-to-backs. Uh, he did play one recently, so you could see that. He played one on the 7th and the 8th, so potentially he could play again with no Mitchell, but he is a rest candidate. And Jordan Clarkson missed uh, about a week of basketball, slightly over a week, and just came back on Friday, so I don't know if he'll be ready to go again on uh, today. And then on the Lakers, you you have a laundry list of an injury report. Um, we have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Jared Dudley, all out. We have Andre Drummond, Kyle Kuzma, Wesley Matthews, Dennis Schroeder, all probable. And Markeith Morris and Marcus All questionable. Uh, quite, Morris missed the last couple games. Marcus All uh, dislocated his left pinky finger, so or fractured it, I think. Uh, so we'll see if he's ready to go in that one. <clears throat> now we do have an injury, or we do have a spread for this game. <laughs> an injury report. Just read it off. Yes, we do have an injury report. Uh, we have a spread for this game, and it is two or. The Jazz are favored by ten and a half points on the road, and the late and, and the total is two nineteen. Again, this is the Jazz at the Lakers, and this starts at four thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this is a showdown slate. I'm not huge on slow showdown slates, so I would rather, for me personally, I'm just going to wait for the five gamer uh, tonight. But we're here. We'll go through this fairly quickly. Um, on the Jazz side, I I pretty much like. They're top five guys. Uh, there's no Mitchell, so there's a lot of usage to go around. I don't know who's actually going to be in the lineup and who's not. Uh, so there's that as well. But there, without Mitchell, I mean, you can see either Clarkson or Ingles getting the start. Probably Ingles. Uh, you can see Mike Conley, Ingles, Clarkson, Bogdo, even Gobert getting extra shot attempts. Uh, so th- those are all the guys I like. I I think Bogdanovich is my favorite of this group. He's just the most pure scorer of them. Uh, he's been playing pretty well lately. He's taken 16, 14, and 18 shots the last couple games, bringing back good returns. And he is the cheapest among that crew also. Uh, so if you put him in your captain spot or not, or if you just play him at utility, very good value. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, like both of them, pretty decent matchup. Uh, I did mention at the top that one of them or both of them could potentially miss, so uh, we'll have to figure out which one or if any missed this back end of a back-to-back. Obviously, if one misses, the other one gets a big bump, as do a couple other guys. Uh, but keep an eye on that. If they both play, I still think they're both in play for me. Joe Ingles probably draws a start at 6-4 as a utility. Uh, solid. And Rudy Gobert at 9K. Uh, I'm just going by their utility price, not everybody's um, Captain price, just everybody's utility price. Uh, Rudy Gobert at 9K. I mean, he has a good matchup here. So if you're going to go with, he, you're going to have to go with a lot of people on. Uh, I mean, there's six spots, and and I would load up more on the Jazz side of the ball. I think they have the better uh, price points <clears throat> on the Lakers side. Big list on the injury report. Uh, there's only a couple guys that I, I do like on this side. Uh, depending on if we do have in, uh, people missing. But I like Andre Drummond at 7-6. He's good enough to go. I know he's been playing really bad, but he should still see 20-plus minutes. Uh, he's always a threat to be a permanent monster as long as he's healthy enough to do so. 
and I don't I can't see him taking three and seven shots again like he did the last two games. I think I like I like Taylor Horton Tucker at six six. Um, Markeith Morris, if he misses another game, Tucker's going to draw the start, and he's been playing pretty well. Uh, they need his offense, and if he's going to see 27 minutes again or, or, or starting job, I had a really good game in the last one. He could duplicate that to some degree, and I like Trez as well at 6K. Whether Drummond plays or not, he should see, see extra minutes. I think Mark Gasol isn't going to play, and if Drummond plays, he's probably out of the rotation anyway, even though he's been playing well. Uh, but Hero's a guy who can put up some solid numbers, uh, and then he has the bonus if Drummond gets scratched late again. Those are the guys I'm looking at in the showdown slate. And now let's move on over to the main slate, where uh, I know myself, I am excited a bit more than uh, the showdown, which I, I'm probably just going to leave alone as as long as we have a regular slate to go to. <clears throat> and we have four of the five games uh, on this late slate we have spreads for, and five of the six overall we have spreads for. So that's good-looking for now, but we don't have a ton of injury news because there are a lot of back-to-backs. Uh, the first game on the docket, oh, and all these games, uh, they start at 8 p.m., so a late start time. Then we have one at 8.30, or two at 8, one at 8.30, one at 9, one at 10. Uh, so a later start time, but kind of condensed there. The first game on the docket of the main slate is the Detroit Pistons at the Washington Wizards. Both teams, as mentioned earlier, are on the back end of a back-to-back. So we don't have injury reports for either. Um, But I can tell you that Davis Bertans missed Friday's game. And pretty much anybody with a pulse uh, that's played in the league more than a couple years, two two years, missed on the Pistons' side. So we really, I I, I personally don't have an idea of who's going to be in, who's going to be out on a given day uh, for the Pistons. They are tanking and they are letting their young guys play um and they're just every other game it seems like a bunch of people are missing uh but and then this one we saw Killian Hayes Diallo those two guys are definite rest candidates on the back end of the back-to-back even though they are young and even though they are part of the team's future they haven't been playing back-to-back so that's certainly new um a situation to monitor for both of those guys. Um, and Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, Corey Joseph, Wayne Ellington, Dennis Smith Jr., Roddy Magruder all missed this past game. Uh, and so even more news to keep an eye out. Uh, Diallo, <clears throat> he was listed out, then in, then out. Uh, his Injury status is kind of really weird. So he actually was going to play, and then he got ruled out last minute with a knee inflammation. So, uh, again, not only rest candidate, but uh, actual injury candidate as well. But I'll just get into it. There is so much uncertainty doing these two teams, or this team especially, so early. Uh, But we do know if people play and whatnot, there's different things to like. Uh, If Jeremy Grant plays... At 6,500 in this matchup, sign me up. I mean, this is a guy that was near 8K and even above 8K for uh, a portion of the season, but near 8K for a a large chunk. And and 
6,500 is just way too cheap for a guy with this talent level and this type of matchup. Uh, the Wizards are, play at the fastest pace in the league and aren't the greatest at defense. So sign me up if Jeremy Grant plays. Uh, if he doesn't and there's a bunch of people missing again, Josh Jackson at 5,100 is a really good play to me. He just dropped 29 points on Friday, uh, but even when his shot's not falling, if if there's so many people out, he becomes a de facto number one option. And that's where I'll be looking if uh, Grant doesn't play. If Grant plays, I like Grant more. And it's not a big jump in price. It's $1,400, but not as big as uh, it needs to be there. <clears throat> Another guy I like, Isaiah Stewart, coming off a monster 15-point, uh, 21-rebound, 50-point DraftKings game. He might not see that again. Yeah, I doubt he'll do that, those numbers again. Uh, Mason Plumlee probably plays in this one. So you can expect a little less from Stewart. But uh, even still, this is a good matchup. Anytime a center sees the Wizards on the calendar, they're smiling from ear to ear. Uh, and he's taking more minutes from Mason Plumlee anyway when Plumlee plays. Obviously, that limits his upside. But at 4600 it's still a solid price point uh, to bring back value in this particular matchup if Plumlee plays. If Plumlee doesn't play, he's just going to be super chalky. And got to eat the chalk at that point. Uh, just too good of a value. Another guy I like, Killian Hayes. I mentioned earlier, I don't know if he even plays in this game because it is in the back end of a back-to-back, and they have been resting him on one end of a back-to-backs lately. Uh, but at 3400 his price hasn't moved yet, and he's beaten it. He's gotten 22 points two games ago. He got 36 points on Friday. Uh, not scoring the ball a ton, but he's doing a lot. He had five steals. He's getting defensive numbers. He's getting assists. This is a very good matchup. Fast pace should fit his style. Uh, if he plays in this one and Dennis Smith Jr. doesn't play, pretty good. If Hayes sits and Smith Jr.'s back or both of them are out and uh, it's just Corey Joseph and Saban Lee, I don't mind taking stabs at either of them. This is a team that you're going to get pretty good value on. We just don't actually know who's going to be in the lineup and who's not going to be in the lineup at this particular time because they are tanking and they're ready to play their young guys and and rest anybody at any given moment. Um, So definitely keep an eye on them because there is a lot to like there, though. Uh, On the wizard side of the ball, got to keep an eye on Bradley Beal. He just returned from... Uh, injury not too long ago, but he missed a back-to-back recently. I uh, returned about a little over a week ago after missing uh, about a week and a half, two weeks. I uh, missed the back-to-back on the 9th and the 10th, so he might not play in this one. Uh, but my gut feeling right now is that this team is tied for a playoff spot right now. I've tied for the 10th seed all of a sudden after winning last night, so uh, they might play him in this one. And if they play him, I think Westbrook and Beal both make solid uh, options on this slate. I mean, they're playing a Detroit team that's ready to play all their backups, ready to play all their young guys, uh, and can be scored upon. So I think I, I don't mind going to either of them. I would prefer Beal just because you get that 22 point or 22,000, oh, geez, $2,200 price decrease. Uh, but Westbrook is so safe. I mean, he, I, I think he he can put up a triple-double on, on pretty much anything in the world right now. So if you want safe, go Westbrook if you have the money. And we probably should have the money on this slate. But Beal, 
to me, I, I really like that value. Outside of them, Daniel Gafford, he played 26 minutes on Friday, and it's, it's only a matter of time. He didn't get the start, but it's only a matter of time before he becomes the starting center on this team. I think he would have played more minutes if he didn't have five fouls on Friday. Uh, and even still, he put up 18.7 boards, four blocks. This guy is easily the most talented center on the team. And again, it's only a matter of time before he runs away with that job. Uh, so at 3500 we got to attack that for a, that price point while we still can. Uh, I love that play here. And that's it for the Wizards. <clears throat> Moving on to the next game. This is the only game we do not have a spread for. It is the Sh- Cleveland uh Cavaliers at the Chicago Bulls. We don't have anything for that. Um, And we do have a slight injury report. The Bulls don't have one because they they are on the back end of a back-to-back. But Thomas Sadoransky missed the last game on Friday. And Zach Levine is out for 10 to 14 days. Uh, On the Cavs side, Damian Dotson and Dylan Windler are both out. Not anybody big. We'll start with the Cavs since they are the away team. And my two favorite plays on this team are both guards, uh, Sexton and Garland. You can't attack the Bulls in the, in the backcourt, and especially with no Levine and possibly no Sadoransky. Uh, we'll probably get a Kobe White start again if they both miss. Uh, and if um, Sadoransky does come back, we still might get a Kobe White start. And we know Kobe White can't guard anybody, really. He's been getting torched all year. Uh and this backcourt in general has been getting torched all year. So at 6,700 6, for Garland and 7,500 for Sexton, I think they're both very good plays in, uh, in this slate. Eileen Garland, and more so if um, Sadoransky misses. But don't mind either of them. I think Sexton is going to score a ton of points. He's just not doing a ton of other stuff to uh, bump that up. Even on the 15th against the Warriors, he scored 30 points actual NBA points and only had 39 and a half fantasy points. Uh, Garland's doing a little bit more to where if he doesn't drop 30, which he could, that he's still bringing back value uh, with the rest of his game. That's pretty much it on the Cavs side on the, Oh, I forgot to, uh, we do have an, uh, a spread on this game. I'm sorry. I, the first game is the one that we didn't have a spread for. I forgot to mention, um, my bad on that one. The Bulls are one-point home favorites, and this is the lowest spread by far at 212 of the four that we have on the late games. Uh, my fault. I, I missed out. I forgot the first game was the one that we didn't have a spread for. Um, okay, then. Uh, we'll go back to the Bulls. We know Levine is out. Sadoransky is probably questionable after missing the front end of a back-to-back. Knowing that, Kobe White at 5,200 is a great play. Uh, whether Sadoransky plays or not, they need this guy's offense. Uh, he, he played 33 minutes without Sadoransky, dropped 27 actual points, 45 fantasy points. Uh, even if Sadoransky does play, I think it's going to take Garrett Temple started. He shouldn't. He probably won't start, or if he does, a lot of his minutes are going to go away in that, that he received in that Grizzly game. That was 25. Uh, Kobe White should still see 30 minutes. And he is easily the best scorer in the, on this team in the backcourt. Uh, without Levine, yeah, I don't think it's close. It, there's not many options in, at the guard rotation to score the ball, and Kobe White is, is the best to do it. Uh, 5200 fantastic price. 
Vooch. Vooch is, is a solid price at 9-8. He is one of the more expensive plays on the night. Uh, the fourth highest paid guy, uh, priced guy on the slate. But with no Levine, he is the centerpiece of the team again. And uh, we saw what he did on Orlando. We, he dropped 53 points in the on Friday. Uh, but we saw what he did on Orlando when he was the clear centerpiece. And we know this guy can drop 50 and, and score. Uh, so at 9,800, he is a solid play to me. Probably not my favorite spend up, uh, but he's definitely in that uh, in my player pool. <clears throat> Another guy I like. Well, we'll have to see what happens with um, the rotation and if Sadoransky plays, if they keep a similar rotation. Uh, but Troy Brown Jr. is intriguing to me. Uh, I think he could. He had a pretty good game on on Friday. I scored 11 points and and. I think he could steal some minutes from Temple and Valentine and and Arcidia Kona and and some of these guys. But at 3K, he he's a shot that if I'm going to dig deep, 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 in, and at that minimum level price, he's a guy I would take it at. On uh, he played 19 minutes on on Friday. I think that could jump up. And without Levine, they need they need another playmaker in there uh, that can also stop someone. So he's a, he's a guy that I'll take a chance on. <clears throat> in GPPs. Uh, the next game of the night is the only game in this main slate that is nationally televised. So that'll tell you that it's a good matchup and it's probably going to be a little bit higher owned because uh, people like to roster guys in that those nationally televised games. And this is the Golden State Warriors at the Boston Celtics. The spread for this game is 229 or the Total is 229, and the Celtics are three-and-a-half-point home favorites. On the injury report, we have Evan Fournier and Robert Williams out for the Celtics, and the Warriors have neither of these teams are on the back end of a back-to-back, and this is the only game that features two such teams like that. I'll start with the Warriors um, here. I only like a couple guys that, that I feel really comfortable with. Steph Curry is one. He is on a heater, uh, and he's just ready to go. Uh, I know last time he, they faced this team, he dropped a whopper of a game. Uh, <clears throat> he he scored over 70, 73 points, uh, fantasy points, 38, 11, and 8 he did with three steals. Um, there was no Marcus Smart, so temper your expectations a little bit. But Steph Curry is feeling himself right now, and he is on. And he was talking and joking, but uh, he was talking about Clay Thompson and his records. I think it's a little bit more than lip service, personally. And I think uh, he wants to to beat those. And what what better time to beat some records than on a nationally televised game at the TD Garden? So ten uh, three. Even though Marcus Smart is going to be playing in this game. <clears throat> I think Curry's on a heater right now, and he's my out of the guys in the 10K. He's the he's where I'd be like to go the most, <clears throat> even though pretty much everybody in the spend up category is uh, in a good matchup. Outside of him, I'm looking at Kevin Looney, 3900 starting center. Uh, he he played 28 minutes in the last one, 22 before that, 31 before that, grabbing rebounds. There's no Rob Williams. It's just Tristan Thompson. You can score on Tristan Thompson, 3,900. You can go down there. Uh, and Juan Toscano-Anderson, 
the Celtics are uh, short in the front court, and they're probably going to be playing smaller. They and they just got re- released Mo Wagner, so they got even smaller there. Toscano Anderson can see some center time, some power forward time in smaller ball lineups. I uh, played over thirty minutes in that last game, and he's only thirty six hundred. So you can see him playing a ton of minutes, and another guy that you can. Uh, feel okay with if you have to if you're going very stars and scrubby. Uh, another guy that, that under that 4K mark that you can throw in your lineup. On the Celtics side of the ball, I'm digging some Jalen Brown here, 8300. Uh, I I wish he didn't just drop 40 points because he's probably going to be higher owned than I I would like. Uh, but I, I like his matchup in this one <clears throat> a little bit more than Tatum, and you get a, a solid uh, discount on here. And I like the other guys over the 10K mark, 9.5K mark, so I, I want to save a little bit of money there. Uh, but Brown's looking at himself, and they're looking at a solid matchup here. <clears throat> so um, I'm going to take him while he's while he's hot. Kemba Walker's in a solid matchup, but I, I prefer Marcus Smart of the two. Uh, this is a game that Marcus Smart probably gets up for. And I think he, he's going to score the ball a little bit more than um, he has, and he's been scoring in the mid-teens for a quite a few games now uh get, racking up assists getting steals he's been playing pretty well and uh, i just prefer him a little bit to kemba walker um and similar price tag but i don't don't dislike walker either i just like other point guard options uh and, and tristan thompson would be the other guy on this team that i'm looking at no rob williams really no front court depth behind them um 4500 even if he plays another 25 minutes or so, this is a matchup against Looney that he could do good in and, and easily bring back value. So uh, another cheap option that we have on this slate. <clears throat> Let's move it on to the next game that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is the Memphis Grizzlies at the Milwaukee Bucks. The Grizzlies are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we do not have an injury report for them. Uh, the Bucks do have Dante DiVincenzo as out. Um, for the Grizzlies, I'll just say who they had out on Friday. It was Justice Winslow, Brandon Clark, D'Anthony Melton, Jaron Jackson Jr. <clears throat> we have a spread for this one, and it is the highest of the four that we have. It is, uh, or the Bucks are nine and a half point home favorites, and the total is two thirty-six and a half. I'll start with the Grizzlies. Uh, and the last time they played, and the only time they played the Bucks, John Morant, Dylan Brooks off. And I like them again. Um, ja is only 7K. Decent matchup. I like him. I don't think he's going to go off and, and put up 51.5 fantasy points again. Uh, Drew Holiday is there now, and he's healthy. He wasn't on the last time these guys played. Uh, he played, but it was one of those low-minute low, low minute games where he was just getting back. Um, is never shy about shooting. And with Ja being... Um, Checked by Drew for the most part. Brooks should have free reign to shoot uh, the green light, and he's never shied away from the green light. He did just drop 32 points on the Bulls on Friday, so his shot's falling. He shot 12 of 19. I, I wish he didn't drop 32 the night before. Maybe his ownership climbs up, but uh, maybe it doesn't because people are going to look at Ja. And I, I like both, but I, I would prefer Brooks at 1,600 less. I think it's uh, solid discount there, <clears throat> and 
he's going to be in a good matchup to shoot. Uh, and Grayson Allen's the other guy. If if the wings are stay injured, uh, Grayson Allen only shot three of nine in this last game, scored eleven actual points off twenty, just under twenty one fifty points. But again, another guy that shoots threes. He shot just to show you how many threes he shoots. Uh, he took nine shots in the last game, seven from three. Thirteen shots the game before that, eleven were from three. Ten shots the game before that, nine were from three. Uh, so you get the idea. He takes a lot of threes. The Bucks let opponents shoot a lot of threes. Uh, that's a match that fits Grayson Allen at only 4,200, especially if everybody misses again. <clears throat> On the Bucks side of the ball, I think we can take a look at Giannis. I uh, didn't have a great game in his first game back. Only played 25 minutes after missing uh, nearly two weeks. Um, but he should probably play a little bit more in this game. Wouldn't be my favorite spend up just because you're probably you, you still have that nerve that may uh, those nerves that maybe he doesn't play a full complement minute, minutes yet, and we have Westbrook and Curry uh, in that Super Saiyan over 10k range too. But he still makes my player pool because he's Giannis, and he had a really good game when he played these guys before. Um, I also like Chris Middleton, 8400. I think the matchup just dictates that. Uh, Dictates my liking for him. Wish he was back near that 7-8 price tag range, but um, unfortunately it's a little bit higher this game. But he's been playing pretty well outside of that last game against Atlanta. Uh, he, he had multiple games of over 20 points scoring. Uh, he's get he's racking up assists lately, getting rebounds. Uh, if he just pitches in a couple stocks, it's going to be a good matchup. Um, I think he gets more shots than he take he took in the last one. And the first... The, Game the, the first game that he played against these guys, he scored 44 fantasy points. Uh, so I just think this is a good matchup for him. And if Brandon Clark misses, makes it even a little bit better. He could play some power forward in uh, different lineups. <clears throat> uh, the last guy I like on this team is Pat Connington. With no DiVincenzo, he's not going to start, but he'll see extra minutes. Uh, Bryn Forbes isn't great. It, it depends on the lineup. They could play small. They could play big. Uh, so could the the Grizzlies. There's many different lineups that you could throw at these teams, depending on who's missing on the Grizzlies. But <clears throat> I like Connington to play over 23, 24 minutes, and uh, 4,300 is a solid price point there. Um, that's it for that game. The next game on the slate is the last game on the slate. Uh, the stand it starts at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the San Antonio Spurs at the Phoenix Suns. The Spurs are on the back end of a back-to-back, so we do not have an injury report for them. And the Suns have not issued a an injury report, but uh, they did say Abdel Nader remains out for Saturday. Uh, that's probably it. Uh, the spread is 9.5, with the Suns fi- uh, being 9.5-point home favorites. And the total is 231. So we have... Three big totals, and then that Cavs-Bulls game, very low at 212. Uh, and then we don't have anything for the Pistons-Wizards yet. On the Spurs side, really don't like anyone. Uh, it's just a tough matchup. I think everybody's fairly priced. Not that I hate them. I just I like the alternatives. Uh, if I'm going to go anywhere, I would go with Patty Mills at uh, a very cheap 3400 I do think we have better cheaper guys that I would rather prefer, but I'll just throw them in the mix as well. Uh, 
he blows up on cer- on certain occasions and didn't take shots at him. Uh, like I said, though, he's not my favorite under even in that price range. Even though it's only thirty four, he's not my favorite over there. But uh, I'll I'll keep him in to just keep someone on the Spurs. <clears throat> on the Sun side of the ball, similar thing. I'm not in love with in particular, uh, but I do think Michael Bridges and Jay Crowder, who have been kind of underwhelming lately, they they make my player pool. Uh, um, I think we could see something here for them with the, the small ball lineups that the Spurs play with. Uh, this game is not one that I really want to attack, um, as you can tell, but uh, I will take some shots at, at Bridges and Crowder on this side. And then I'm going to leave the rest uh, alone a little bit. I'm just not in love with everybody's price tags on each team. All right, that does it for our main slate. Before I head on out of here, I do want to throw out my my tiers for you guys. And I will just do one. Um, for the expensive tier, I will throw in Steph Curry there. Uh, for the things I mentioned, I know that he'll, he'll see a heavy dose of Marcus Smart who missed the first meeting between these guys uh, where Curry dropped 73 fantasy points, but he should still be able to do damage and uh, he's just in a zone right now. So I'll ride it until it falls off <clears throat> on the mid tier. Um, there's a few guys I like on the mid tier. Yeah, there, there's quite a few I'll do. I'll, I'll do it as if there are two of us, um, but Jeremy Grant if he's in, 6,500 is way too low for that matchup. Uh, if he's out, I'll give him a re- replacement just in case he doesn't play because we don't know about the Pistons. Uh, but Kobe White, him and him and Dylan Brooks I like, but I'll go Kobe White, 5,200. Whether Sato plays or not, White's staring at like a, a, a sizable role on a team that desperately needs him, that has nobody in the backcourt outside of him that can create their own shot and score the ball. Uh, so they desperately need him without Zach Levine. <clears throat> in the value tier, I will stick in that first game, and I'll throw a higher value tier in Isaiah Stewart. We have to keep an eye on the injury report, obviously, uh, because if Plumlee plays, it limits his upside, but he still should bring back value. And if Plumlee sits again, well, I think we all know what his upside is now and, and what he's capable of. So definitely keep an eye on him, and he's 4,600. And a lower-end guy, Daniel Gafford, is my favorite play under 4K. Uh, 3,500, it, it's only a matter of time before he gets the starting gig in the lion's share front court minutes, and he kind of did that in this last game. Uh, not the starting gig, but he played the lion's share of center minutes at 26. And that was with five fouls. So I think Scott Brooks has seen the light. And if we have to attack this price tag wall uh, before it becomes a thing of past or before it becomes a thing of the past. Uh, so those are my favorite plays. And of course, we'll have to keep an eye on the injury report and whatnot because uh, some of these teams are just throwing everybody on there. I'm looking at you Pistons um, and see exactly what happens. But, That's it for the early look. Thank you guys for joining us and cannot wait to get on another slate of basketball. Uh, 
Have a good night. And I believe Mike should be on here tomorrow to break down that Sunday slate for you guys. Take care. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.